Hello everyone, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about a beer made by abbots, owned by a king. <laughs> but first, we're going to go to Matthew for the whole topic. Hello everyone. Um, <laughs> You're doing another intro. I, I was... I was obviously I'm completely ready when we started today. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Sorry. Now, we've talked about it before. Weird beer collaborations. Right. Nice. And You've piqued my interest right from the uh, start. Uh, Frankenstein is back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite how Frankenstein worked, I think. No, it was also Frankenstein's monster anyway, wasn't it? Uh, oh, don't be like that. Frankenstein yeah. was the scientist, not the, the monster. No, Frankenstein was the author. Um, no, Mary Shelley was the author. Come on, everyone knows that. Um, and she was so, inspired by Byron. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend re- recently and I said, do you want me to whisper Byron in your ear? And she was like, oh, yeah, go on. And I just went, Byron. <laughs> Classic. Um, anyway, um, weird beers. We've talked about it before. Um, you know what? They might not be everyone's taste, but one proved so very popular in the last few years that the collaborating um, culprits, shall we say, have decided to do it again. Collaborating culprits, I like I that. Think, yeah. I think we have talked about it before, Joe. Okay. Any, any so this weird... is a weird amalgamation partnership. We have collaborated on a beer, and but they've weird. done it before. Yeah, weird is me making a value judgment on it. Okay. Other people might think, of course, how obvious. Well, it was very popular. This is, so this is the, the hot topic, is it? It's coming back. Any sticking out for you? I mean, we know. I would think uh, Camden with their work with Marmite when they did a a Marmite beer. That's yeah. Well, I I remember it relatively fondly. I don't know how popular that one was. Standout collaboration for me. As always, it's a very good answer, but it's not the one we're looking for. Mm. As far as I'm aware, it's not coming back. Is it um, Brew Gooder with one of their many hundreds every year that they do with all these different other cause related? It's not collaborations. The one, that's that's not the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, and actually, we did a little bit a while ago about um, Thornbridge, and they were bringing back some of their really, really popular ones yes. in, in, the, in yeah. their calendar. I'm pretty sure uh, Drambers's distaste of the bubblegum beer, which I can't Ooh. remember who that was brewed by, um, just set the world alight. And, and you know that that brewery is just doomed now. Uh, I don't even think that was a collaboration. I think they just tried to make a, a bubblegum flavoring <laughs> beer, which <laughs> <It> didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't sponsored um, by Hubba Bubba. That's it. <laughs> yes, you uh, you are technically correct. <laughs> anyway, no, the one I am referring to is Northern Monk. And oh. Aunt Bessie's. Oh, they're back! Back the jam- again. Guess who's Guess back? Who's back. The jam roly poly is back. The right. jam, sorry, the jam and custard pale ale, inspired. That's a bit of a generous term, if you ask me. Uh, by Aunt Bessie's jam roly poly, um, they basically they did that back in twenty twenty. Two Yorkshire brands, remember? So there's a bit of a local local angle there. Yeah, um, they did. The jam uh, and custard pale ale. It was so well received. People apparently have been pretty much banging on the doors of both to make it again. Um, I say banging on the doors of both. More Northern Monk <laughs> than, than <laughs> our, our Bessies. Um, but it's coming back. They're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, they're going to make it a little more sessionable, okay. a little sweeter. So it's actually that obviously they've realized that they've tapped into some people who are really into that flavour and actually just going to try and dial it up 
Um, okay. I always think with those sorts of things, again, if you're after this sort of thing, I would have thought you wouldn't necessarily want to dial it up too much. You know, I, I, well, if you have it too sweet, you're going to end up not really having a beer, aren't, aren't you? But um, the idea is to make it a little bit more sessionable um, and I suppose a little little less like a beer, basically. Four and a half percent. Nice. We're okay. aiming for this time and brewed with plum, apricot, and strawberry, and a little bit of custard. That's a, a different kind of a couple of jams in there. Well, exactly. Um, will you be um, Will you be purchasing part <laughs> of the new batch um, of uh, jam and custard pale? Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a, a jam roly poly as uh, as much as the next person, but <clears throat> mm. yeah, I mean, and, and actually, most things that I've. In fact, everything I've had from Northern Monk has been incredibly tasty. Mm. So this could be, and the fact that this is also coming back by popular demand. I mean, I don't know where your reservation is, Matthew. This is all very positive wording that is coming out You're right, right now. It's true. I'm actually just being a grumpy old so and so. There, that flavour profile. I like that as a phrase at the moment. By the way. Um, are in good hands in, in Northern Monk. As you say, actually, I've enjoyed the, the beers I've tried of theirs before. So, yeah, I should be a little more open to it. And I really can't criticise it as I didn't ever have any of the first iteration of this. No, so I should I should broaden my horizons and give it a try. Uh, I think the keenest advocate for this kind of collaboration is not here today. No. Um, I imagine uh, Drabbers is probably going to sign up for this by the, by the barrel full. But, well, um, especially if it's going to be like 20 quid for one beer. It'll be all <laughs> exactly, over it. Have yeah. <laughs> you thought about putting the prices up? No, I <laughs> might just tap into a very niche market. Um, of, 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 of one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of uh, Northern Monk, again, the story is, is out there, I, I think, in the, in the Brewer's Journal, if you want to have a look at it in, in, in more detail. But um, founder of Northern Monk, Russell Bissett. Not Blissett. Bissett. Not, not Biscuit. No, not Biscuit, though. Um, he has said, partnering with a national favourite like Aunt Bessie's yet again has been an honour, to say the least. We appreciate how important it is to get together for a meal with family and friends, and what better way to do this than reintroducing such a truly iconic brew that has been made by two iconic northern brands. Now... This is you just sparked something in me because I remember we very early on in the podcast, Rich presented a hot topic of um, this Northern Monk Aunt Bessie's collaboration, but it wasn't about the jam roly poly. It was about their Sunday lunch in a can idea. Oh yeah, okay. And and so that's what I, I when you said uh, you know like Yorkshire pudding in a can or something, and you know we had a great laugh about the idea that you know you crack open a couple of these cans on Sunday lunch with Gran instead of getting pulling out the the, you know, the knives and forks for for the meal. But um, okay, so this is the the second time they're doing it. So this is like the second time in two years at least, um, eighteen months maybe. So we started this podcast. So yeah, I mean obviously it's backed by popular demand. It's As out. they say, it's a national treasure. I beg your pardon. It's out already. It's available in Morrison's, and and apparently was in from the twenty eighth of March. So it's in it's in shop. Better get your skates on. Yeah, exactly. In in fairness, though, as much as I've said before, I was quite up for um, Northern Monk um, uh, trying Northern Monk beers. As I said, they're in a safe pair of hands here, but. I've only myself used Aunt Bessie's mainly for their Yorkshire puddings. So actually. Considering well, their people... roasties are pretty good, but you can make pretty good roasties yourself, yeah, though. That's true. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I'm. Personal side note: I am on a bit of a 
pursuit myself of making of, of how you do the perfect roast potatoes. That's another one for another podcast. However, I hope uh, the trick is a bit of soy sauce. Don't ask me how I know soy this. Soy sauce, a bit of soy sauce with your roast potatoes. I'll level with you. That's not that's not a technique I've tried yet. So that might be. Um, to be honest, I, I think there's there's quite a few methods out there, and actually, but having another one is only going to slow me down. But I'm I'm that keen to get the, get them right that I'm I'm prepared to give it a try. But, you should um, definitely try it. But but my my point is though, I would have gone to Aunt Bessie's for more of the savoury products. With how obsessed people are with this beer, or or particularly on the um, on the basis of, on the strength of it last time. Um, I think I've missed a trick not going for some Aunt Bessie's sweet products. So I'm definitely going to be looking for for some of their desserts in the in the aisles um, going yeah. forward. I think that'd be something worth to behold. And yeah, and now you've got something to pair it with. That's it. <laughs> and in liquid form, perfect. Liquid form, yeah. <laughs> um, if you have your jaw wired shut or something, um, so good. Let's give that a try. Okay. So this week, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about a beer made by Abbots. Uh, it is Abbott Ale. Made by a slash owned by a king, which is Green King. Green King. Now they're pretty. I don't know how to sum them up really. Big brewing company with quite tradi- a traditional portfolio. Is that fair to say? The beers, the I green, think that's green very king. fair. And they've done a bit of the old. What's the word? Um, horizontal and vertical diagonal integration because Green oh. Kings are a lot of pubs. Don't yes, they? it's vertical. So it's brewing. Integration one. Yeah, it's up, up and down the supply chain. Oh, those, those, we were paying attention in those lectures after all, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know, acquisition after acquisition. Um, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, so those, we're talking about with both Abbott Ale and Green King, two very traditional... So, sorry, I'll stop using the word traditional. Uh, Travis's eye might be twitching. Um, so we'd, and he might just have switched off on the podcast because I mentioned the word, but we're talking about two very long standing organizations slash brands, aren't we? So Green King, we've mentioned them before on the podcast, but never really got, this is the first time we're really diving into one of their products. Um, so Green King is from Bury St. Edmunds. And they've been around since 1799. Now, this is the brewer, okay? Uh, we're not talking about the, the, the beer right now of, Ab- of Abbott Ale. We're talking about the brewer. Now, obviously, they became a brewer. Um, you know, they, they were partners when they, they set up and they created their own beers, um, you know, called Green's Brewery uh, back in 1799. But over time, as, as Matt said, you know, they've become this, uh, this quite staple here in the UK where they own hotels, pubs a lot of pubs uh restaurants um but mostly tied with an opportunity to sell their beers let's say and to that end shall i shall i I do it now shall i air my beef a little bit do your thing i yeah well i'm i'm I'm, I'll, i'll let them back in you know there may be some scope to recover this but i want them to up their game a little bit on some of the some of the pubs okay they've taken over and i think there are some pubs out there that uh, have been, I think they even overtook one of those pubs, which it claims to be one of the oldest in the world. Oh, okay. I, again, this, this really needs a real fact check, but I think the last time I was, I, I've been a couple of times, I think they took over Ye old Trip to Jerusalem in Nottingham, which right. is one of the oldest pubs. Um, and that comes with a certain amount of... Uh, Expectation. Exactly. And identity. Mm. And um, perhaps to be treated in, in such a way that it isn't just a 
means to, you know, it's not just a paycheck sort of thing. Um, in yeah. short, I won't get into it in too much detail. I have a couple of um, experiences recently, particularly with around food rather than, than drink um, in Green King pubs where I felt they could have upped their game a little bit. And that's right. all I'll say. Well, you've left a lot to be desired there with uh, people wanting more to know know more about this. But Well, yeah, hit, hit me up on the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> If you've had a recent beef with Green King's food, then go to Matthew Palmer. <laughs> this is this is not brewery lawyers for you. <laughs> it feels like it. Have you had an unpleasant experience in a pub or brewery? Um, anyway, yeah. No win, no fee. Um, but yes. Uh, yeah, so okay, so I guess going back to the brewery itself, yeah, it's been around for a long time. Set up by uh, Benjamin King and Frederick... Sorry, Set up by Benjamin Green and Frederick King. Uh, they're the two, two brewers that came together, uh, which formed, uh, Green King and Sons and Green's Brewery, which became Green King. Yeah, makes sense. Abbott Ale is, mm. is the one we're considering today. So Abbott, um, Interesting name. So I think we were actually trying to figure out earlier, weren't we? Yeah, I don't. So Abbott, I know, is something to do with religion. What is, yeah. what is the reference of abbots? It's another one of those. It's another one of those words where I go, yeah, I know what that means, and then you say, what does it mean? I, I, well, you know, it's a it's a thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's it, you know, it's it's one of those church related or oh, religious titles. Uh, no, even better word, ecclesiastical. Nice. Um, I think it's an an, an ecclesiastical title um, for the head of a monastery. So the abbot was the head of a monastery. Yeah. Okay. So actually, the one thing I suppose that, that might need checking there, or, or the thing that uh, is is a little bit of a grey area, you would assume that the head of a monastery is also a a priest, or a, a vicar, or a a monk. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they'd be um, an abbot. That's what they'd be referred to. They'd be more senior than monks because they'd be. Yeah, exactly. An abbot. Do you think? Do you think you could ever get appointed as an abbot if you weren't a priest? No, well, you'd be a monk. You wouldn't be a priest. You'd be a monk because you're in a monastery, and a mon- a monk in a living in a monastery, their hierarchy is that you then become the head of said monastery. You're now an abbot. Ah, although I understand the only mm, uh, a qualification on that is that it has also been used as an honorary title. Interesting. Okay, which is is probably also to do with whether they've. I don't know, maybe a certain amount of good work. Uh, but the abbot is the male term. Uh, and if you were a lady, ab- lady abbot... A nun? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lady abbot is an abbess. Oh, an abbess, eh? Yeah. And mm. I also, when I picked up the abbot ale, mm. my ecclesiastical knowledge sometimes is, uh, leaves a little to be desired. I looked at the bottle and I thought, hang on a minute... There's so the, there's a lot of sort of off white kind of creamy color, yeah, and then and then what's what's the other color we see here? Uh, like a dark, like a, a royal a blue. Green. Well, I I think it's purple. Is it purple? Oh, could be. So I think it's a purple. No, and you're absolutely spot on. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Ask the question again. 
Okay. Um, so it's like an off-white colour. And then what's what's the other main colour that you see here? Oh, it's definitely like a royal purple. Royal? <laughs> oh, I love the vigour with which you said that. Yeah, it's very... Well, it's rich, isn't it? Which uh, we'll start talking about um, tasting notes in a minute. But so, to my knowledge, purple in a, um, again, ecclesiastical, clerical, or religious mm. area is a colour that's about, like... A particularly a fairly relevant at the moment about Lent time and about um, sorrow. And, oh, is it? Yeah, and it's got like um, suffer suffering is is the other sort of connotation uh, that comes around. So if you're in oh. church in, in sort of Lent time, then they cover up most of the images of uh, Jesus with purple cloth. Um, now, so it's got quite the, negative <laughs> connotations, I'd say. On the flip side, the color purple is seen as royalty and seen as uh, you know wealthy because back in the day, you could only make the color purple by the squishing of beets, so specific beetles, which is very hard to come yeah. by. So mm. actually, purple robes, purple things, there's always been a tradition with monarchy, with royalty, with places where there is wealth inherently. Churches, the Catholic Church had a lot of wealth, so purple is actually a sign of wealth as well. Um, there's, there's, to a certain extent, we're sort of making a suggestion that if we combine those two ideas, we go, oh God, we've got so much money, it's such a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. um, which is probably not what they were aiming for. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny how uh, different colours have different, different meanings depending on, on, on where you are and what the context is. So I go on to the beer. So the, the beer itself is uh, an Abba Ale, five percent, and uh, you'll be pleased to know it's also a premium ale. Oh, uh, good! <laughs> is it, is it? I'm, I'm glad you told me. <laughs> to, um, to it is. Uh, you wouldn't have known otherwise if I hadn't said it was premium. <laughs> premium. I'm looking at the label. Premium ale. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, it's it's refers to it as being brewed longer for a distinctive full flavour. Do you have any anything around why it's brewed longer? What that claim is about? Oh, aren't they just just claiming off um, Grolsch's? <laughs> <laughs> we only let you drink it when yeah. it's ready. It's ready. Um, so apparently, it takes seven days to craft the perfect pint of Abbot Ale, which is a long time for a beer. Beers usually are, you know, you can make a batch in a day and then it's out again. Whereas this is, uh, is you know, being in a couple of days easily um, for most beers because it's all about the freshness of it. Whereas this one is several, seven days to craft their beer. Uh, so that is quite painstaking, isn't mm. it? I mean, it obviously has worked in the past because, uh, you know, obviously it's been, it's been around for a very, very long time. And, uh, and it actually won the prestigious Monday Gold Award, which is... Uh, which is a very big, Monday. prestigious award. I suppose next they'll they'll be trying to win the Tuesday award. <laughs> that's, that's like a hat trick of cheap sh- cheap shot. I'm sorry, <laughs> cheap shot again. Um, well, if the purpose of that uh, extensive brewing uh, process is to basically eke out and squeeze out every drop of flavour, I think they're doing that. So, I mean, they're self-described as rich and malty, and I, you won't hear any arguments from me on that. Like, in buckets and spades, it's rich and malty. It, as I think I said uh, earlier on, also, it's rich and it's so not rich. <laughs> in terms of <laughs> As in our uh, rich. Our dear co-host's rich. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wouldn't touch this with, with a barge pole, I, I think. Well, he um, would, but he, he, we would know that he didn't like the yeah. situation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, the other thing I think I was um, in my little notes I was making to myself was like, 
you know, like fruit cake. That's actually what they start saying to me. Um, you only, you've only got to turn the bottle around, and I think that's the first word on on the label as well. It says it's it's fruit cake. It's that multi. Um, what is the name of that fruit cake? Saurine. You know, yes, that's malt, thick, loaf. Heavy malt loaf. Malt loaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's like got the name a, in the, the name in the tin. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it is exactly that. And so it's for the it's for the traditional ale drinkers, isn't it? That's it, and you know the recipes doesn't see. I, I imagine it's slightly tweaked over time for for you know emerging taste buds, but it's been it's a very traditional tasting drink. It's very you know, and there's a, quite a few we've talked about on this podcast, you know, that hit this premium bottled beer category of like you know, um, London Pride would be very similar to this Ad- Abba Ale. Um, you know, if you if you're really opposed to the Southerners, then you drink Abba Ale instead of London Pride, for example, oh, and you're getting a very similar taste palette. But I was interested to be like, because uh, we've talked about this at, at length about what is the future for these long-standing beers and breweries. Obviously, they're going to continue because they've already been around for hundreds of years. They're not going to cease to exist for no reason, you know. And even with a traditional tasting drink or well-established tasting drink like Abba Ale, it's going to still be around. I'm I'm sure of it because there's enough people that will drink it mm-hmm. and will migrate onto it to to keep it going. But I was interested to see that Green King, as, a, as an organization, have launched a whole new range of, uh, of four beers uh, that are really trying to tap into the craft beer market. Okay, yeah. Which, you know, you think, okay, fair enough. They're trying to think about the future. What are these beers? What, what can they do? These are long-standing breweries. What is their take on a craft beer? Um, and so, yeah, so they've come out with these whole new range of beers, uh, for, which is they've got a dry hop lager. Okay. Good start. Okay. We, we like dry hop lagers. It's a very crafty. Obviously, a session IPA. Couldn't not have a session IPA. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the game. I guess you can imagine the next type of IPA they've got. Indian. No, because that would be just be an IPA. IPA. Because that's an oh, Indian okay. <laughs> that. I don't. I'm so sorry. Was I was I not paying attention? <laughs> um, so they've so, got a session IPA. They've got a session IPA. They've got a West Coast IPA as oh, well. Okay, yes. Sorry, I was gonna one. I was gonna. My next guess is we're gonna be an APA. Yeah, good double, idea. Or a double hopped. Yeah, nice. And then the last one is so on trend right now: an oatmeal stout. <laughs> I it's. I, it's, a, it's a quote from a film. Stop trying to make oatmeal stout work. <laughs> like, well done everyone for trying, but it's just a bit like it's like it's like a really stubborn jar has been passed around the house, and everyone's just gone. Let's just accept that we can't open it. Let's go, no, 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 no. I'll have a go. G- give it here. Give it here. I'm, I'm stronger than you lot. <laughs> No, it still tastes like oatmeal stout. Yeah, and that jar is actually there's a there's his sister jar on the on the shelf or, or cousin jar over on the shelf, and that was the nitro infused jar. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when nitro infused was yeah, like everything oh. was nitro, and it was yeah. like that was the big thing in in craft beer, and then that's gone away. God, it was it was just because it had the word nitro, and nitro sounds cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. If it, it? if it works for coffee, we'll do it to beer. <laughs> Well, I was thinking it's it's for the Fast and Furious fans, isn't it? Yeah. That's making me think of making your car go faster. Yeah, it's exactly. got neon lights under it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I mean, Abbott Ale is 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 a richy, malty Christmas cake. <laughs> Fruit cake. It almost, you know. it almost belongs in in the. Um, it's almost like for me, it's like a wintry beer, isn't it? It's almost uh, belongs with our, our you know our many Christmas episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, you can follow Green King. You can't follow Abbott Ale specifically, a too smaller kind of remit, I suppose. Um, but, or they're not, didn't need to be on Instagram, I suppose. Green King dash official, underscore official, I should say. We've got 8,000 people. Uh, following them. Uh, now, of course, obviously, this is not just a, a beer manufacturer, a brewery, I should say. This is also a hospitality, you know, related company and stuff. So, yeah, uh, you know, you can follow them for, for lots of different reasons and, you know, go to visit one of their pubs, hotels, whatever have you. Um, so there you go. And also, top tip and secret for the end of this episode is for anyone who's going to go and try and Google Green King is that there's a, an E at the end of green. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>